0: bless you. Praise the Lord. All right. So we want to dig in again to what the Spirit of the Lord is saying about quakes, quakes. The Lord is speaking to me about the quakes. I don't know if you heard about the quake in Buffalo. The Lord is speaking to me about that. I'm going to have to (laughs) go back and and finish that word in order to get it prepared for you. So stay tuned for that. But I do want to give you what the Spirit of the Lord talked to me about last night regarding the earthquake in Syria and in Turkey. There has been so much loss of life. Uh, So much reason to pray so let us pray first and we'll get into the word of the Lord God We just bless you for your mercy that is new every morning God. We thank you for your loving kindness God great is your faithfulness Lord we are blessed by the idea that you said weeping may endure for a night. There is a night season but joy comes in the morning God we pray for the oil of joy to stick to people in the Middle East as they are, are digging out from the rubble, as they are preparing even to wrap their minds around rebuilding, God, as they are um, mending people in the hospitals, those are fighting for their lives, God. We're praying for preservation of life. We're praying for miraculous favor. We're praying you bring people out from the depths, God. We're praying that you take people from the grave, glory to God, that you snatch people from hell, glory to the Lord. We pray that the people that are carrying the gospel will arrive with the light and the love of Jesus that your compassion will be made known, that you will shepherd them into your heart. Now, God, as I prepare to release your word, I pray you uh, take control of my mind and my mouth. God, let let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart truly be acceptable in your sight and well-pleasing. Now, God prophesy through me, your servant in Jesus name, amen. Look, the Lord uh, is a God of love and there is no fear in love. The Bible even says there's no shadow of turning in him. He has never changed and he is never gonna take on Uh, a negative or an evil spirit he's never going to do that he is good in his nature and so there's good in what we are seeing overseas and if you've been following this ministry the last couple of days you've seen how the Spirit of the Lord has been ministering about what we're seeing in the earthquake and how he is really wooing he is pleading he is screaming in his own way for people to repent and turn to him because uh, the wages of sin is death right but the gift of God is salvation through Jesus Christ our Lord we need to know that he is publishing his report, that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. But the Bible says that he spoke uh, in Matthew four seventeen. Jesus preached repentance. Glory to God. And if you want to get more uh, about what that particular repentance message is with regard to the earthquake, you can look at uh, faithfireworldwide.com or go on our YouTube channel. You can look uh, even here on our Facebook page. You can download our podcast, I release the word of the Lord. Uh, with regard to the time of the earthquake, which was at 417 and how Matthew 417 talks about Jesus preaching repentance because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. This is a season, a time the Lord is instituting where he is calling on people to repent. And there's also a message to Israel in there as well. So if you wanna check those out, those are on our website, but I don't have time to get into that today. This is what I wanna get into. I'm gonna show you this, I'm gonna pull up a graphic this is a New York Times headline. Rescue teams fight weather in the earthquake as toll surpasses 7700. Now, I did not see this headline, but in, in the spirit last night, the spirit of the Lord began to speak to me about the number 7700. And so this is where you're gonna have to apply your faith. Uh, you don't have to believe me, but I'm just telling you what happened. The spirit of the Lord brought my attention to the number 7700 and how it was going to be a number applied to the death toll. And uh, he began to speak to me about what the importance of that number is. There is an importance to this number. The spirit of the Lord was talking to me last night. I'm going to actually share with you what he said to me uh, so that you can apprehend and pray into what the Lord is saying about his perfection, about his perfection. God has never made a mistake, even with regard to this situation. There are so many people that are probably struggling with that idea right now. You know, God, why would you? Why do you allow this? And the Lord is sending answers. He's sending prophetic people. He's sending people to to minister to your soul with regard to that question, because he does not want you to be unaware of him and unaware of his heart. So let me just share with you what the spirit of the Lord said to me uh, and how it pertains to the number 7700 and how it pertains to the. The number seven in general. So the Lord brought my attention to 7,700 in my sleep. It was a death toll that he showed me overnight and he revealed to me this will speak of his perfect judgment. His perfect judgment. And this is a place where we need to just say yes to God, that his judgment is perfect. He knows exactly what he is doing. And as I prayed into this, I kept seeing the number seven. The magnitude of the quake was a 7.8. The major aftershock was a 7.5, and even now, the Spirit of the Lord is ministering to me. A new revelation, 7 and 8, the transition from 7, perfection to 8, a new birth or a new beginning. God is instituting the beginning of something new with this perfect judgment that He is issuing. And I don't want you to get caught up in the word judgment and think negative. We're going to talk about why judgment is not negative, because God is good even when He judges. Uh, the major aftershock was a 7.5, seven being perfect, God being perfect in what he's doing, and five represents grace. He's gonna perfect grace in the earth through this time that he has announced in the earth after this particular quake. This quake has instituted a new time. God is doing something new. This is a dividing line. This is a marker for a new move of God. Seven represents perfection in the scriptures. To give you some examples, on the seventh day, God rested, in his perfect creation he said it is good and then the seventh day he rested jesus spoke about forgiving someone 70 times seven times meaning perfect forgiveness amen Uh, god sanctified the seventh day the seventh day being the sabbath rest day seven represents perfection so i'm going to need you to just believe that it's all in the scriptures you see it over and over again seven times god will ask people to do something seven times So in this case of the Middle East earthquake, God is speaking of his perfection, his perfect judgment. The death toll, 7,700, the magnitude 7.8, the magnitude 7.5. Listen, even the time when it happened was 4.17. There was a 7 in there as well. So let me show you what the scripture is the Lord brought me to. Glory to God. And I want you to pray into this for the world. Proverbs 16.11, honest weights and scales are the Lord's. All the weights in the bag are his work. So think about how we in our culture here in the Western world consider justice and and the scales of justice. Something's being weighed, right? You're weighing someone's testimony. Are they telling the truth? You're weighing a witness's testimony. Is it an accurate depiction? You're weighing someone's behavior. Was their behavior uh, just? Was their behavior proper? Was their behavior evil? Uh, You're weighing uh, something against something else to see if it lines up. Glory to God. Someone might claim, hey, this gold rock that I'm giving you, is 10 pounds. So you put a 10 pound weight on the other side to test and see and judge, determine if what you've been told is true. The Lord judges by coming and weighing us versus where we should be, glory to God. When the Lord actually sent uh, uh, his, his, his servants to look at Sodom and Gomorrah, For themselves and bring back a report the Lord said he had to come and see for himself what does he do he says I've heard the testimony and now I need to weigh it against what I actually see and so the Lord will visit us sometimes in a moment of judgment where he realizes there's a time that something needs to change or we will continue to go in the wrong direction so he is perfect at doing that that's what that scripture reminds us of let me just pull it up again God is perfect in the way that he judges he has honest weights and scales they belong to him And all the weights in the bag are his work. I'm going to say it again. It's his work. So we can be excited about how God judges. He is a perfect judge. So the enemy wants to accuse the Lord of being an unrighteous judge. Where where there seems to be calamity, God is actually showing his mercy and grace just as much as he's showing his judgment. All of it is there. Grace and mercy is there, even as he is, uh, in, he is executing justice. It's all there at the same time. But the enemy wants to accuse the Lord. What does he do in the book of Job? He appears before the Lord. And the Lord says, have you considered my sa- servant Job? He's been good to Job. And then Satan says, does Job fear God for nothing? How, have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, and around all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. But now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. Now, the Lord says to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. What are we getting at? Satan's character is to look at the status of things and see the sin, uh, to see how we should not be receiving God's grace. Glory to God. And it's so ironic because he is the inventor of sin. And yet he still accuses us of it. And he introduced it to the world. He's so full of pride. He is so just perverse. He can't even see truth. He cannot operate in truth. He is a liar. He's the father of it. Why am I getting to this? So the Lord will take opportunities to prove to Satan that he is righteous. He will allow Satan to do things to prove God's righteousness. Sometimes we have to sit back and think about this. That in view of God's holiness, how do we know he is holy? It's in the midst of things that are unholy where we see his holiness. And this is where we also need to be very, very careful because Satan is looking at Job. He's looking at a person. And so we don't want to be like Satan and look at people. We want to look at God. What is God doing? How is God showing his grace in this? Yes, people are dead. People are dying. People are suffering. People's homes are gone. But what is God doing in this? Satan wants you to focus on what's been destroyed. But the Lord wants you to focus on what is he doing? What is he building? What is he removing? What is he renovating? What is he building in this season? So he lets Satan do his thing so that he can prove he is righteous to us. And and the truth is God knows all men. So you might get caught up in, oh, man, how can this be righteous judgment when people have lost their lives? I want you to to hear this. Jeremiah 1710. This is very critical. I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins like reins on a horse. Even I give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. The point is God promises he will reward those who should be rewarded and he will punish those who shall be punished. And that doesn't mean death is always the punishment, but what we can be assured of is those who have passed, those who were sent to perish, God has definitely allowed them to be punished for that. But those who have been covered by the redeeming blood of Jesus are in his bosom in heaven right now, and they are in paradise. And so our eternity is in his hands, even in the midst of calamity. He's a perfect judge. But the message is to those who are still alive. I'm going to say this again. The message is to those of us who are still alive. This is God's perfect judgment we're talking about. His mercy, his mercy that endures forever. It's wrapped in judgment. He knows who to have mercy upon and who not. He says, I will have compassion on those who I will have compassion. And I will not have compassion on those who I will not. He knows how to weigh people's hearts. The reins of your heart determine your direction. Just like a horse has reins and you can direct the horse, the Lord knows the reins of your heart. He knows your direction. He wants you to put the reins in his hands. But if the reins are in the wrong hands, meaning the the enemy of your soul, then he sees your direction needs to be changed. He wants you to give him the authority to change your direction. He knows what drives every human being. Hear me today we're talking about the earthquake and people looking at death and saying man how can this be god's righteousness god knows what drives every person he knows the reins of our hearts he knows our direction he knows if you're headed to heaven or hell and he is so zealous to see people come into the kingdom of god that he knows are his and the bible says that those that are his he knows and he has never lost one of them he has never lost one of them what god is trying to expose is to people who do have a chance to turn that time is limited. He's trying to show people that the time is limited. Today's the day of salvation. Your tomorrow's not promised. There's enough uh, problems for today. How is your soul today? Calamity is when we have an opportunity to have some levity and clarity about the value of life and how we are positioned in view of God. He knows if there is any possibility of righteousness in any human being's heart. And if there is any possibility he can turn our hearts toward him, he will do it. He will do whatever he can to make that possibility become a reality. And he is perfect in doing it. He knows just what we need to turn and repent. And repentance and judgment have turned into such negative words in our culture. But the Lord has sent me to tell you today that judgment is good. Now, the end time judgment, the final judgment, the white throne judgment is when we need to be able to proclaim that we have been redeemed by the blood of the lamb and we have his righteousness. But that won't happen until God has this gospel preached into all uh, nations, into all creatures. And this gospel says, repent and turn to the Lord. So in the interim, his judgment is doing what needs to be done prior to his white throne. Final judgment. He knows just what we need to turn and repent. He knows just what we need to turn and repent. And I'm gonna read seven verses of scripture to you right now. And I want you to hear what God is doing even now and has been doing since the foundations of the world. It says in Psalm 107 verse nine, he satisfies the longing soul and he fills the hungry soul with goodness. There are people who are hungry for God and they don't know that's what they're hungry for, but he's, he's promised he will satisfy their longing soul. Even in the midst of calamity, He's doing it to open people's eyes and hearts to him, satisfying their longing soul, because this world cannot satisfy. It's temporal. And God has to bring our attention to the temporal so that we'll have a heart and a desire for the eternal. Oh, somebody needs to hear his name. Verse 10 says those who sat in darkness and in the shadow of death, bound in affliction and irons. Those are people walking in idolatry, people like. Uh, Many of the folks that are in Turkey and Syria who are Muslim, they don't know the Lord. That's idolatry. And let's just call it what it is. They're in darkness and in the shadow of death. They're bound in affliction and irons because they have rebelled against the words of God and despised the counsel of the Most High. Verse 12 there says, however, therefore, he brought down their heart with labor. What does that mean? He brings humility. They fell down and there was none to help. What does he do? He empties us of all other answers. Oh, God. And this is where we need to see the opportunity. What does a wildfire do? It sweeps through a land and it destroys, but it also creates new life. And this is what God does all the time through calamity and struggle, struggle and strife and disaster. We call it those things, but God calls it love. Oh, somebody needs to hear him. Therefore, he brought down their heart with labor. They fell down and there was none to help. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. People crying out right now saying, God, if you're real, I want you to show me who you are because this is too hard for me. This is how God's moving. This is how the intercessors need to be praying, praying to people crying out for the Lord in their distress today. Do you see how God needs to open our eyes as the church to what he's doing? How judgment is good and how the church needs to embrace his righteous judgment? His judgment is perfect. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. It's their trouble that causes them to cry out. And he saved them out of their distresses. We call upon the Lord to save people and bring salvation. And we don't always know that's how sometimes we're praying into the next disaster. We're praying into the next issue. We're praying into the next breakdown. We're praying into the next issue that cannot be solved by anyone but Jesus because he causes trouble in order to create a crying out in the hearts of people who have been in shadows. They have been walking in the shadow of death. They've been walking in darkness. They don't even know how to recognize light, but in the darkest of the hour and they don't see any light at all and they recognize now the darkness they're in. That's when they cry out to the Lord in their trouble. Verse 14 of Psalm 107 He brought them out of darkness and in, in, in the shadow of death and broke their chains in pieces. This is the deliverance that comes in these types of distresses. Pray into what God is doing in the Middle East. He brought them out of darkness. He's bringing them out of darkness and the shadow of death and breaking chains to pieces. God, we're going to see revival in Turkey and Syria. We're going to see families transform. We're going to see governments transform. Holy God, you're going to flip tables. In those areas and then it says in verse 15 all that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men we should be giving thanks to God because of the process that we're seeing play out it's a process he brings trouble so people will cry out in their distress and then he pulls them out of darkness and the shadow of death and breaks their chains God is perfect in judging our hearts he is a perfect shepherd he is a perfect shepherd Can I show you this, how God is a perfect shepherd? Glory to the Lord. He is a perfect shepherd. I I thought I had this uh, particular uh, verse up, but I'm just going to read it to you. I'm going to read it to you. It says uh, in Psalm 78, Psalm 78, glory to God. It says uh, in verse 72, so he shepherded them according to the integrity of his heart and he guided them by the skillfulness of his hand. Psalm 78, it was a magnitude 7.8. The Lord sent me to that and that message, the fullness of that message is on our website. But Psalm 78 verse 72 is what we're gonna talk about right now, he shepherds them. He's shepherding people right now in Turkey and Syria according to the integrity of his heart. God is a God of integrity. He is not going to put more on anyone that they can bear and he will in every temptation make a way of escape. The way his name is Jesus. And he wants people to choose Jesus to escape from the troubles and the pleasures and the lusts of this world. He wants people to choose the way Jesus Christ to escape darkness and the shadow of death. And he's shepherding them perfectly according to the integrity in his heart and guiding them by the skillfulness of his hands. God's hand is what happened in Syria and Turkey. We need to acknowledge God's hand. And for years I used to struggle with the idea that God judges. He's judging right now. He's weighing. He's putting things on his perfect scales. They belong to him. Why? Because when we're found wanting, he brings correction. He brings direction. And every direction God brings is toward him. And Psalm 75 verse 2 says, when I choose the proper time, I will judge uprightly. Oh God. 7.5 was the aftershock psalm 75 verse 2 7.5 was the aftershock psalm 75 verse 2 when i choose the proper time i will judge uprightly. can we believe that god chose the proper time that what we are seeing in turkey and syria is proper and it was timely and it was perfect in its execution god allowed it at the perfect time for some people to cry out in their distress and find god may we come to love god for his judgment Just as we love him for his grace and goodness, because the truth is there is no separation between his judgment and his grace. There is no separation between his judgment and his goodness. They all are guided in and built into his perfect character. To know God is to know him as a perfect judge. They are all contained in his name, justice, goodness, truth, forgiveness, all in his name. When he proclaimed his name to Moses, he said, He's a God of mercy and grace and long-suffering, but he also says that he keeps mercy, forgives iniquity and transgression and sin, but no means does he clear the guilty. It's all in his name. So our prayer right now should be that people will repent and turn to God for his perfect love and judgment. Because where there is no judgment, there is no love. There's no real love. Where where someone just lets you kind of do whatever and, and they say they love you, that's not real love. They call you on it. They try to get you to change course. And that's what the Spirit of the Lord is doing overseas. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this message. We thank you for your perfection. We thank you for your glory. We thank you for your kindness. We thank you for your goodness. God, play out in perfection your judgment and mercy in Turkey and Syria. And may we pray into what you're doing as partners, as uh, kings and priests, God, as your royal priests. May we be a part of what you're doing to bring that kingdom to pass in Turkey and Syria in the Middle East. We give you glory for your prophetic ministry, and we love you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Listen, if you want to catch up with this ministry, you can find us at faithfireworldwide.com. Listen, I'm ex- I am just so excited about how God is removing the veil behind what he's doing on on issues like this and showing us how we are to pray. The Issachar anointing says that we are to know the times and the seasons. This is a new time. This is a time the Lord is getting the attention there of Syria and Turkey. He's getting the attention of Israel about the Messiah being uh, come, having come already. He is shaking all things so that those things which are eternal will remain. He is shaking and the shaking will continue. And I pray that you will begin to walk in this and pray into this as believers, and if you don't know Jesus, it's time. Today is the day of salvation. Cry out to him. Say, Jesus, if you're real, come into my life. You can test him, and he will show himself faithful. God bless you. I'm so thankful for you. Until next time, uh, love to you and uh, everyone in your household. May the blessings of God, may the blessings of God overtake you in Jesus' name. Bye-bye. (laughs) Okay. <laughs>